welcome to the weekly wrap from meetings today where we uh, detail some of the top news we've been covering out there in the meetings industry and uh, we uh, hope you enjoy uh, one of our recurring features um, meetings horror stories yes you heard right three meetings horror stories uh, we do this we've been doing this about every month now um, Today's, um, or this, this month's version, um, includes uh, horror stories about an event arrest, a uh, angry magician, um, and a celebrity mix-up. So uh, head on over to meetingstoday.com to get the skinny on that, to see what your colleagues' uh, challenges are, how they maybe overcame them, uh, lessons they learned, and make sure to uh, submit your horror stories to us. So... Uh, we can give them in a future edition. Um, also, um, another really um, interesting uh, piece we've been covering, sort of a compendium of pieces really, is um, Joan Eisenstadt in her Friday with Joan um, series. Uh, the last one that went out on, uh, on Friday dealt with the whole um, issue of F&B cost control. And it's uh, extremely interesting because she really covers it from uh, both sides of the fence, um, as it were, uh, from the supplier side with uh, interviews with uh, folks representing their sort of uh, concerns and, uh, and their, their uh, challenges with controlling costs. And then, of course, the meeting planner side. So uh, Joan is always trying to find a, a middle ground where we can all maybe uh, try to at least come to an agreement on, on things. Um, this is a subject that is complicated. Typically, I've seen statistics where it can be the uh, second most expensive part of a program. So, of course, um, it's, it's really important from a budget standpoint. And also, um, I don't need to tell you that if the uh, food and beverage is bad at your meeting, uh, everything else can be great. But, uh, you know, people will be grumbling about that uh, probably for years to come. So uh, check that out on uh, Friday with Joan. Um, Joan is our blogger, um, and so you can go to our website at meetingstoday.com and head on over to the blog section and um, check that out. Um, also, another interesting um, sort of, uh, I guess, uh, non-traditional sort of non-news newsletter item we do um, has been very successful and, and just great. I, I love dealing with the guy is Michael Cervelli's hot list. Um, and uh, last Monday, he really did a, a cool story on um, a special effects company um, they called Future Affairs Production that can really streamline uh, those dazzling special effects that you can use for a crescendo at your event. Uh, you know, I know there's just a, a load of, of red tape and fire marshal restrictions when you're doing things like pyrotechnics etc. Well, they can do that sort of thing and smooth over the red tape for you. Um, so you don't, you know, so you can really concentrate on the other aspects of your program, such as F&B. <laughs> and who, who, uh, who doesn't worry about that 24-7? But also, um, they can do things that are, you know, uh, just as splashy as pyrotechnics, um, including uh, balloon drops, lighting effects. Um, it's really amazing what you can do now. You should Head on over to that. Um, it's on the home page right now in our trending section uh, about future affairs productions. Um, 
So you can see some of the things you can implement uh, when you really want to blow away your attendees and make that sort of point of emphasis during your meeting. Um, you know, you can even stuff uh, money in balloons and, uh, and make it rain during your show. I don't know, maybe that could cause a stampede. Uh, maybe there's different restrictions there. Uh, but anyway, uh, head on over to the meetings today and uh, check that out. Um, and also, um, oh, getting back, actually, I, I neglected to mention with uh, Joan's piece on uh, F&B. Uh, how could I forget this? A really cool interview she did with uh, Tom Sietsema, uh, the uh, food critic for the Washington Post. Um, Joan lives in D.C. Um, and, of course, I'm sure is a, a voracious reader of the Post and very, very familiar with Tom Sietsema's food uh, critic stories and actually through a, a mutual friend managed to arrange a, uh, a lunch with him and where she really has been um, well she told me in the past and, and detailed it in the story that she really emphasized to him that food critics need to really detail um, accessibility issues uh, at restaurants you know you can uh, a lot of them really they'll go into things like the noise the noise decibel level um, which is important you know if you're going out for a meal and you want to have a conversation um, but uh, you know hardly any of them I don't know any examples of really feature how accessible a restaurant is say for people with uh, disabilities mobility um, who are deaf, um, who may have uh, vision issues. So check that out. She had lunch with him, pitched him on it, and uh, told me uh, he's now um, can be seen uh, anonymously, of course, uh, measuring access areas with a, with a tape measure um, and various other accessibility issues involved with facilities just to make sure everyone could feel welcome um, when they go out to enjoy a meal and then um, lastly uh, there's a few just a few spots left for um, meeting planners uh, that arrange golf events at our meetings today live golf program in Palm Springs which will be held October 27th to 30th uh, this is always a popular program really focused on golf it includes of course uh, some golf and other activities it's uh, fully hosted for planners and you'll get to meet suppliers that can facilitate your golf meetings. So um, head on over to meetingstoday.com forward slash live and you'll see the golf event listed in the middle of that section. Um, and then you can find out more information or register for that. So thank you very much for joining us for this weekly wrap. Um, enjoy the rest of the week and we'll talk to you soon.